Welcome everyone to the Happy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Jack, lifestyle entrepreneur, professional model slash actor, biohacker, and eco-warrior striving to make a positive impact on this planet. My goal is to inspire, educate, and entertain you while reminding you to enjoy the journey, not just the destination, as you happy hustle for a life of passion and purpose. I am so grateful and humbled to be spending some time together today. Now let's dive in. What is up, you beautiful happy hustlers out there? Kerry Jack here, and I hope you're having a super blessed day. Truly, just enjoying this very moment right here and right now. And in this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast, we have on my man, Mr. Nick Heider, who is the founder of Team Hitter, a business enterprise focused on helping entrepreneurs drive growth. And he's also the executive vice president of Rack Financial, which oversees strategic partnerships for a leading eight-figure payment processing company. His work supports a network of over 100-plus strategic partners supporting a ma- major brand such as Planet Hollywood, Brio, Buca de Beppo, to name a few. Also, as a thought leader on entrepreneurship, Nick himself has been featured in CBS, NBC, Fox, the New York Times, Yahoo, and a bunch of others. He is the host of the Hit Streak podcast, which he talks weekly to over to top performers to break down their playbook to success so his audience of over 200,000 can get to the next level too. He is a badass happy hustler and a really good dude. He's actually been in the insurance game. He also, he also launched over 150 insurance agencies that generated over $100 million in the last five years. He's got a lot going on. His latest venture is dubbed the Hit Lab and is focused on creating a physical space for thought leaders and entrepreneurs to come together to share and distribute breakthrough ideas at scale. Most importantly, he's a husband and a father, and he's a former professional baseball player who is focused on, you know, just giving back to his community in the Nashville area. And I actually met Nick through the Brand Builders Group community, and he's just a really good dude. I rocked the mic on his Hit Streak podcast, and he's here to share his wisdom on the Happy Hustle podcast. So you get, definitely got to check out that Hit Streak uh, podcast episode that we did, and his other ones are awesome too. And if you get some value, my one ask is share this. Just share this with one person, somebody who can benefit. That's how we spread this message with more and more people. Now we stay in the top 0.5% globally ranked podcast out there. It's because of you. It's because you share the show. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, after a quick episode sponsor break, we are going to be diving in to this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. All right, real quick, I got to share with you something I am super stoked about, and that is my new team members, because I did not waste time looking for the perfect candidates, interviewing, doing personality test assessments or skill assessments or any of that stuff. Belay actually took care of all that for me because Belay specializes in finding and matching you with the right professionals to serve you based on a relationship and intentional matching process. See, they searched the entire country for a contractor to fit the right person for you and your organization. And they have an extensive recruiting process that includes, but isn't limited to, several video interviews, skills assessments, and actually a whole proprietary process centered around finding the right people for you. And recently, they placed a project manager and an amazing bookkeeper inside the Happy Hustle organization. And I have had nothing but great things to say about them ever since. So if you are interested in getting awesome 
people in your company and you don't have the headache of looking for them or sourcing them or any of that stuff in between, check out belaysolutions.com forward slash happy hustle today. That's belay, B-E-L-A-Y solutions.com forward slash happy hustle. Now let's get back to this episode. All right, my man, Mr. Nick Heider. Welcome to the Happiest Podcast, brother. I'm super stoked to rock the mic with you. Brother, it's a, it's an honor and a pleasure, and especially get to hang out with um, with, with uh, somebody like you in a show like this. Man, this is a, this is big time, baby. I'm ready. <laughs> well, man, you are a happy hustler, so let's call it what it is. You know, you're a serial entrepreneur. You are the host of the Hit Streak podcast. You've been featured on all sorts of media outlets from CBS to NBC to Fox to New York Times. I mean, but you've also like generated over a hundred million dollars in businesses in the insurance game. You're in the process um, of a merger and acquisition right now with Brad Lee and his company and the, the merchant payment processing, in which I'm super excited to get into, you know, mergers, acquisitions, affiliate partnerships, and really just your journey as an entrepreneur and, and as a happy hustler, because you're also a husband, you're a father to two beautiful kids and a former pro athlete used to play baseball, right? Uh, a lot to unpack here, man. This is a, this is a pretty uh, pretty cool backstory. But before we get into all that good stuff, Nick, what's something interesting about yourself that not too many people know? All right, so um, it's not something that gets talked about a lot. Everybody knows that my son is uh, quite the accomplished musician. And uh, when I was in college, I was actually on a dual uh, scholarship for baseball and for music. I was also a drummer and um, made a few bucks doing that from time to time. And I also um, had residencies in some of Nashville's top nightclubs as a DJ for about 10 Whoa. years. Okay. Okay. What was your DJ handle? <laughs> How's that for you? <laughs> that was good. That was good. What was your DJ name? DJ Swayze. Oh, I like it. Okay. I, I didn't know your, so your son is an accomplished musician. What's, uh, what, what's he do? He's a singer he or? He's, he's a, a singer, a guitar player, and a drummer. And at 11 years old, he actually auditioned and got cast as a lead in a Broadway musical, the School of Rock uh, musical uh, that was um, a Broadway show. Let's and um, so, yeah, man, he's, he's hustling. And now that he got his braces off this year, um, he's reshopping for a new agent. Okay. Hey, any agents out there? You know where to you know where to find some talent. Let's go. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, let's dive right in. I mean, a lot of entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs listen to this show and they they really, you know, want to achieve that financial freedom. Actually, the three freedoms, right? Creative freedom, financial freedom, and time freedom, right? The freedoms that, you know, I think everyone can um identify with desiring, right? And I know you've achieved Absolutely. this largely. I mean, you still at times, I'm sure, are trading time for money in some capacity. But like for the most part, like you've achieved it. And I'm curious, just when when you pull back the curtain and you're and you're looking at your the current state of Nick, I know you got some big things happening right now. Give us just a snapshot of like a day in the life of, of Nick Hyder right now. Well, um, you know, obviously the day starts the night before for sure. Mm, um, yep. So understanding what's on, what needs to happen the next day. And then um, I serve a lot of people. There's a lot of people that I work with, a lot of uh, a lot of team leads, a lot of team members. 
And outside from understanding what I got to accomplish that day, I need to make sure that they have everything that they they need to, that they have or that they need to do what they need to do for the day to win. Mm. And um, you know, so it's a, it's a lot of it's a lot of development. It's a lot of uh, I wouldn't say it's a lot of meetings. It's just a it's a lot of time. I love those people. We're working together. We're building some great things. And uh, and if I'm their leader, then I got to lead, right? So yeah. uh, that's kind of how it how it all starts. Uh, it also starts out with uh, about a three mile walk where I usually do a lot of uh, um, self-reflection or even just return some early morning calls and a workout with my boy uh, where we hit the gym uh, five or six days a week. And uh, depending on what season we're in with his baseball season and then and then we just go and I don't really have a, a real set schedule. Um, I know we're, we're great about understanding how much time to spend with family and kids. My wife is my business partner, so I spend a lot of time with her at work, too. Nice. So, you know, it's, it's, um, and I, and I treat my teammates the same way I, I treat my family, you know, what do they need to have the best, uh, to have the best day for in their journey today. And, and again, if I'm their leader, it's my job to lead. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's just knowing where to spend time, who needs time, who needs to be pumped up, who needs to be, um, you know, maybe not let down, but maybe, maybe coddled to a certain degree a little bit to get them to get fired back up and go. The, the greater things you, you're, you're chasing, um, you, there's just more bumps in the road. And when mm-hmm. you understand that, um, those are the gifts at the end of the day. The challenges are the gifts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well said, you know, and the the happy hustle really is all about the systematic harmonization of ambition and mm-hmm. well-being, right? Systematically harmonizing right balancing the the ambition that we all have but also the well-being that we need to prioritize and i feel like you do a good job of that you know and i'm sure there's days where maybe it's a little out of balance right but is there anything specific that you do to essentially maintain that homeostasis between that personal and professional life yeah man it's um you know i'll go back to what i did learn one of the things i learned in sports so a pitcher or even a hitter is going to go through the same routine to prepare mm. to get game ready day mm. in and day out, right? They find out what works for them, what gets them mentally and physically um, in the state where they're ready to play. They're ready to go to battle. And and, and I kind of like, you know, when life wasn't great, I wasn't doing that. I wasn't taking something that I would learned in a previous career and applying it to that. And it was actually, um, in, it was 2015 and we were, almost we had almost figured it out like you know we always knew how to uh, to to find revenue to make revenue but we didn't understand how to manage that revenue how to pay ourselves and things like that and it was it was so we knew that we had some financial literacy knowledge that we needed to chase and uh, and learn but we also learned that like we weren't very systematic with how we built things especially mm-hmm. our day how we spent our time so um in 2015 i read a book called uh um, thinking grow rich. And, um, and then there was a, a secondary book to that, that, uh, was called the strangest secret by Earl Nightingale. It was written like a hundred years ago. There's as, mm. as a matter of fact, it's, it's an audio book. It's like 45 minutes long. It's one of the worst listens ever because it's recorded a hundred years ago. But, um, <laughs> but the knowledge in that book was incredible. And there's an exercise in that book where, um, they basically say, get an index card and write 10 of the easiest goals that you can do every single day for 30 days so and write it on an index card and you know complete it for 30 days so one of the things that uh, we learned to do was one write it down and say we left it on our nightstand so it was the first thing we see when we woke up and the last thing we saw before we went to bed 
But uh, Carrie, it was it was um, the sixteenth time that my wife and I had to rip up that card and start over. That we mm. realized that we were the pro- we were the problem. Mm. Like we were the problem. We could. We, first of all, we didn't understand how to set uh, accurate goals to what it is we were trying to accomplish. It said the easiest things that we can do thirty mm. days in a row. So instead of just saying drink a drop of water, I was like, dude, I'm gonna drink two gallons. I'm gonna work out two hours. Like we made goals of this dream life, this dream <laughs> hustle that quite frankly was impossible. And mm. we weren't, it would, it would be like, hey, I'm going to put my uh, son into school. We're just going to skip kindergarten through eighth grade and just drop him right into high school. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Was, you know, that was basically what we had tried to do. And, but again, it took 16 times of understanding that like, it wasn't that we couldn't, we weren't prepared to do and commit to what was on that card. It was the goals on the card weren't right. That was mm. the first thing that we learned is we learned how, we need to learn how to set actual goals um, that applied to the task at hand or whatever it was we were trying to accomplish or wanting to yeah. accomplish. And then from there, it goes to the commitment. Like the first thing we realized we could do for number one is when you first wake up, uh, you know, be grateful that you woke up. That was mm. that was one out of the 10. The 10th out of 10 was, you know, read the card and make sure we did everything that we were supposed to do that day. So literally like two out of the 10 things were just like, you know, read the card. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, so that, that, from then on out, we started making money. We started having more time. We started finding balance and our relationship grew because then it was almost like we went from going two separate ways to like, now we're on the same path together, you know? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, that's some gold right there. And and you just have to break it down into those micro goals that ultimately yeah. will help you achieve that macro goal, right? It's reverse engineering the process, but you did mention financial literacy. And I want to go back to that because I can just look at my own journey, like early on, especially, you know, coming out of college, I played soccer in college, thought I was going to play pro, blew up my knee. You know, we talked about uh, my story a bit on your podcast, The Hit Streak, which great episode. Uh, Nick is a phenomenal host. You guys got to check out that show. But um, the thing that really was big for me is like, educating myself, getting that financial literacy, because, you know, prior to I was, you know, in like 16K credit card debt, I had, um, you know, some student loans, like, I think like, you know, I was like 21 or something 20, you know, I racked up a credit card bill, like 16K. And like, I had, um, you know, I had a majority soccer scholarship, but I did have, you know, some stuff for, um, for school to pay for. And when I read, I was like, I got to take this financial literacy thing seriously. And I was really dedicated myself. And within not even 12 months, I had 20K in the bank and no debt. And it was mm. like that quick because I just educated myself. I learned, okay, what's the difference between a stock and a bond? What is an APR on my credit card? You know, it's like that kind of stuff. You know, we oh, spent yeah. all this time scrolling IG or TikTok and looking at, you know, garbage, really. And when all this information on financial literacy is readily available. Now I'm no financial guru, but I am curious for you, what, if any, were the three biggest things that you had to rewire in your brain when it came to educating yourself on financial literacy? Well, the first thing I had to do was um, like map out to myself what a professional of finance was and what they knew. So like in the world of baseball, and again, it's, things that I learned that I didn't understand how to apply until later. And that was where a lot of the magic was, has come from. So, you know, um, in high school, I was a great player in high school. And then I got to college and I realized that, man, I learned so much in college that I didn't know in high school. And then that gap happened again at the professional level. So if I think about it, like, you know, where was I at in that journey as far as 
um, as finance goes. And I wasn't even a good high school player in finance in my twenties. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, yeah. um, and again, the people that I'm competing against were at the major league level of finance, which means they know a whole lot more than I do. They understand it. They know how to get results quicker, faster, better, more efficient. You know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. So um, it was really just understanding where I was at in our journey of learning finance and, and where we needed to be to win. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that was, that was number one. The yeah. second thing was, is like, we just, you hear, hear about all these words, debt, you know, I always thought that, you know, debt was bad. I didn't know that there could be good debt, um, depending on where you're at, what your portfolio looks like. Um, and the, and the, and the third biggest thing, um, the second one was, was understanding the language of finance. And the third was understanding how people actually make their money and how you scale it. And that was where I really got introduced to affiliate, affiliate marketing, it's, mm. uh, which is, it, pre it, it produces cash flow. Um, basically for people to have access to your network or, or you're a partner of somebody, right? So um, that's been the biggest thing. In 2022 was the first year my wife and I made as much money not working as we did working. <laughs> oh, I like that, man. Now, so now, you know, and those were, those were great bullets. I do want to hit on that third one again, because, you know, affiliate marketing, that's something I've been doing for, you know, 10 years, give or take. I mean, we, um, at the happy hustle have many affiliates but prior to my other companies we you know we made a significant portion of revenue from affiliate marketing mm -hmm. i'm curious if you had to define it you know and and for someone who maybe isn't familiar with the the term even break it down in lamest terms so the way that i first understood it at ground level was like there was a there was a movie in the 90s that everybody would remember uh, starring jim carrey called ace ventura and one of the oh, big yeah. things in that movie was um, Dan Marino was a focal point in that movie, and he was a spokesman for Isotoner Gloves, right? So he shot Isotoner Gloves commercial. Now, what does a football player in Miami have to do with gloves for wintertime? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? But again, he had a huge fan base, and they were yeah. trying to get to a new audience, and Dan Marino had an audience that wasn't theirs. That's how I started to understand affiliate marketing a little bit is like, you know, I've got an audience and it's growing. Well, there's brands out there would, that would like to, that believe their product is suited for my audience and they need, hmm. an, they need an introduction. And that's yeah. kind of like, for me, that's where affiliate marketing kind of, that's how we defined it in the beginning. Hmm. And, um, and that, you know, what that looked like was, um, you know, sponsorships on, on the podcast, um, you know, or ads, ad sales on the, on the podcast. It was, um, getting paid to go visit places and record the process uh, or re record the experience and then and put it out with our basically our, our review of it or whatever. Um, I, the last two businesses that we have launched, um, we a, a big part of our new client acquisition is through affiliate uh, partnerships. Again, like you know, we can spend a whole bunch of money on ads and 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 uh, and going out there and and targeting an audience, or I can just find the people that already have access to our audience, and their audience trusts those people. Yep. And we work out a deal that works for everybody. Yeah, yeah. In that that last piece, creating those win-win partnerships, especially when they're aligned, that's some of the most lucrative and rewarding deals that I've done when I, you know, find a brand that aligns or, or another business owner. And we could be like, Hey, you got this thing going. I got this thing going. Let's merge them together and like share in the win. I, I really, I look at those kind of deals and, and, um, you know, I, I honestly, those are my favorite type of business transactions. One thing that I do with 
um, the happy hustle that I don't see a lot of people talk about is hybrid partnerships. And, mm. you know, it's a mix between the sponsorship and an affiliate deal. And I'll break it down for you because I feel like you'd appreciate it. And maybe the listeners will too. Yeah. Basically, I'll get, you know, paid a monthly retainer, the happy hustle, right? We'll get paid a monthly retainer. And then that is essentially X for Y. So X deliverables for, for Y retainer, right? Or income. Then once we hit that threshold in revenue for that company, then we'll get a percentage of sales. It kicks into an affiliate partnership. So they get their ROI. Now I am still incentivized to promote said product or service because I still share in the win. Like it might be a 30%, 20%, 15% payout on top. So this is something, you know, cause I do see there was a flaw in the model with just a sponsorship. You do the bare minimum as a sponsored person, technically, you know, you do, yeah. Hey, here's you, you need five posts. You're paying me 10 grand. I'll do five posts. Yeah. Now, if I was getting 30% of sales on top of everything that I sold after a certain threshold, I would continue to promote. Have you ever structured any unique creative deals in terms of partnerships that maybe, um, you know, we could learn from? We have, um, honestly, we've had similar uh, things in place like you just said. I think that's the the newest, best version of what we're doing right now because, again, it keeps people engaged and incentivized long-term, which that's one of the, you know, the the best partnerships are the ones that you've had the longest. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's it's yeah. a way to, it, when you understand that, it's a way to chase that. So I think you're all over it. I think that's the next generation. I think that is, um, at the end of the day, going to be like the new model. Um, so to speak. So I, I, I freaking love that, man. That's a, that's that's better than uh, the last couple that we've struck. I, I like it. I'll, I'll send you the agreement, man. I got, I mean, I'm not holding back. We, I just, we just did a 50 K partnership deal with this same model and it, and it's working out swimmingly, uh, you know, super, Absolutely. super pumped on it. And it's just, you know, I think it's all about incentivizing the win-win. That's really the core takeaway. You know, and, and speaking of win-win, I know you have a big win-win that I'm excited to talk about with you and Brad Lee. Talk to us about this merger. Well, you know, we've been um, uh, working on in, in the world of merchant processing for about a year and a half. Um, and we have um, had, had a great experience with that. We've done some really cool stuff internationally, which is uh, we're really proud of, um, especially there's some stuff going on out in Brazil. And uh, but like, you know, there was this we have the, a pretty significant size field force of agents and affiliates and um if you know anything about bradley you know when it comes to uh training people I, you know he's got the best system on planet earth and and light speed and and it's just anytime you can be involved with a guy like that the the, the relationship is a total asset in just about anything you're going to do and it just you know it took a little while to get there but once we got the agreement in place it just made a lot of sense basically like it's just going to make our field force that's great even better because now they've just got more tools uh more support and uh and and more ongoing support right so they already had a, a great bt system in place for for their field and whatnot and it just it, it makes a whole lot of sense so um yeah so our field force is um is is partnering with uh, brad's company called real merchant uh, real merchant services and um 2024 is going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. And, and, and again, if that's something that people want to be an agent or affiliate of, um, got a link that uh, we can put in the show notes. It's, uh, yeah. it's all over my link tree and my website and anything else. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's super simple. Yeah. 
And, and break down that opportunity a little further. Like what are people promoting slash selling exactly? Just so, cause I'm sure there are people interested and, oh, yeah. you know, this is a pretty cool opportunity. Just break it down a little further just so people understand exactly. Absolutely. So anytime you're uh, trading a currency other than cash, right? So if it's digital money, then you're not physically handing the person you're buying something from anything, you know, there's, there's no hard product. It's something that's coming from bank to bank. And there's a middle person called a processor, right? Yeah. That has, has agreements with those banks and Visa, MasterCard, Amex and all that such. And, um, and those companies get paid to process those transactions, right? So on a small scale, people probably know Cash App or Venmo. And they're like, well, those are free. And I'm like, yes, until you hit a certain amount of money, <laughs> right? And then you yeah. have to pay for those transactions. And that's kind of how they get you in their, in their funnels. So um, when you're, you know, like all businesses, everybody would under, a lot of people have heard of Square or Stripe yep. or some of those other companies. Like, look, man, if it's, it's just like anything else you want, custom is always better than like, you know, not custom. You know what I mean? A, a off the rack suit is not going to be as nice as a custom suit. It's not going to fit as good. Yeah. So when it comes to um, how your business processes their, their transactions, you want a custom outfit specific for your business, right? And there are certain banks, just like in the world of insurance, there are certain carriers that are tailored for certain types of customer, right? So they have an, an, an actual avatar that is their client. Well, in the world of merchant processing, those businesses are actually the same. And I'll mm. tell you, I didn't understand that for a long time. Um, there was always these fees that we were paying. We didn't like, we never really liked, we didn't understand the options that we had. It's kind of like when you get your first job as a teenager or a young adult as a W as a W2. And they're like, you know, what are you going to claim on your taxes? And you can select zero to like nine. Right. And I didn't yeah. know that what, based on what you select, it changed what they pulled out of your paycheck. I just yeah. did what, you know, I just, what am I zero or one? Okay, cool. And went on about it and then griped about how much they took out of the, uh, out of my <laughs> yeah. check. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So again, just, you just got to understand what you got to understand. If you don't know anything about it, you need to talk to somebody um, with our company that does. And we handle that for you. Yeah. I mean, it really is significant when you are starting to scale and you have a 3% fee every single transaction like that adds yeah. up. Right. And that's pretty Absolutely. standard. Right. I mean, a 3% is that. But you guys basically can custom create it. So it's less. Is oh, that yeah. essentially? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and businesses are underwritten based on risk, right? So again, where does the most fraud happen? Well, card not present, right? There's a lot of transactions where the card is not present when the, there's no swipe, right? It's something purchased online. Um, like, you know, not that iTunes is a high risk, but you don't physically have a credit card. It's on file and it yeah. just, it goes right. So, um, you know, the amount of disputed charges on a company, Right. So timeshare is a big one. You know what I mean? Something yeah. came out and they disputed it. So all those things um, cause more work um, and more and more things that have to be more people that have to be involved from the banks and so on and so forth. So those businesses are actually underwritten and there's certain banks that that uh, are strategically best custom custom fit to serve certain other businesses. Right. Based on um, their business model and and, um, and and all of their agreements in place. Right. So just like with it, I'm, you know, I, I result back or uh, I revert back to a lot of things involving insurance because we did it for so long and still do it today. And again, you know, me, I'm, I'm 43, um, pretty healthy. And, uh, you know, so I would be somebody that's not high risk for an insurance company. However, if I'd have had, 
if I had high blood pressure or I had bad habits, uh, nutrition wise or smoked or high blood pressure and things like that, then my rates would go up a little bit in car insurance. If I'd had more, a lot of wrecks and gotten a lot of speeding tickets, my insurance would go up. Right. It's kind of, so that's the best way for that. I know to explain it. Yeah, no. And it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's based on your risk. And if you're not, um, you know, going custom, you're, you're basically paying, you're paying extra because they're just generically assessing risk, right? They're not actually looking at your business and, and the history, right? Um, yeah, even the amount of transactions, you know, because the more transactions there are, the more risk there is, you know, so mm-hmm. um, even the amount of transactions comes into play. So, you know, it's just like anything else, like um, when it comes to like, I don't do my own taxes, I have somebody that's an expert at that, right? Yeah. I hired that person, um, they were vetted out. I love that person, they take care of us, I trust that person, right? Yeah. So when it came to, um, you know, like, in, and even in health insurance, before we got into it, I didn't know anything. And I needed somebody that I could trust that would put us in the best place um, for future success, if anything happened. Man, when it comes to structuring your bank, folks, you're, you, you're, or your business, you go into business to generate revenue, right? Yeah. Well, you want to make sure that, that revenue is one protected, but two, that there's not money going out the door that's unnecessary. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely even just eye opening for myself. I'm going to have to talk to you after this <laughs> just because I'm like, all right, I want to, uh-huh. I want a custom quote. I want a custom, Look, get, you know, get, get my stuff. Dude, going. The, the, the worst thing that can happen is like some people are in a great situation. They're maybe they're grandfathered yeah. in or something like that. And they don't need, but they don't know. So like the worst thing that can happen is we're looking at what your what your uh, like three months of merchant statements on, uh, on the fees you've paid, the fees your customers have paid and all those things. And we can be like, bro, like you're in great shape. Like, you know, stay right there. That's the worst thing that'll happen is we tell you you're in the best spot you can be right now. Apologies for the interruption, but I got to tell you about something super exciting. My new book, The Happy Hustle version 2.0 is set to launch soon. And this book is completely revised and entirely enhanced. I'm talking about all new scientific data regarding happiness, all new design and layout. We professionalized the entire manuscript using a very prominent company in the publishing world, and it has way better of a flow to it than the first iteration of The Happy Hustle. This new book can really help you put the happy in your hustle and blissfully balance your life in a systemized way, both personally and professionally. And if you act fast and you actually pre-order The Happy Hustle, you can get over $350 in bonuses. We have a masterclass that's exclusive for people who pre-order. We have a workbook that's exclusive. We have the audiobook that is going to be sent out to people who pre-order it. We have amazing Blissful Balancer PDFs and templates for the perfect partner page and so much more. And if you want to actually get the book on pre-order and get all those bonuses, you just have to go to thehappyhustle.com forward slash book and claim your copy today. And I would so appreciate it. And I know you would actually get a lot of value from it because this book is really destined to change lives if you actually implement what's inside. Now that's it. Let's get back to this episode. Peace and love y'all. Yeah. So um, people have the like the consultations that we provide um, and the and the proposals are we don't charge for those. Right. So if we don't deliver, we don't get paid. That's the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got nothing to lose. All the happy hustlers out there, <laughs> everything to gain on this. So that's, this that's is, correct. Yeah. This is, you know, you know, this is something that I 
really like to highlight one decision has the compound effect of potentially for the life of your business, positive effect, right? Like, and obviously I kind of butchered how I said that, but regardless, you get the point, right? It's like, I I do, you know, you make one decision. It's just like when you automate your savings, it's like, Hey, I'm going to withdraw a thousand bucks from my account every month and just it's going to get socked away in savings. Like that's one decision that has a positive compound effect for eternity until you stop that automation. Can you think of any other automations in your life or any other positive decisions that have that similar compound effect? Well, you know, uh, absolutely. And and I was actually yesterday, I was having a conversation with, with Brad about, um, you know, the, the process and stuff. And here's, here was his take on it. And it was, it's brilliant because he's like, you know, the average person, he's like, I'm telling everybody, if I'm your friend, then, you know, let me, give me a chance to earn your business when it comes to processing. He was like, why would you not? If you're my friend, you don't even know who's processing your money. Right? So like, you don't know who it is. So why are you so hesitant? If we're friends and you trust me, then why would you not want me doing that for you than somebody else? Because you know, I'm going to take better care of you. Those, you're just yeah. a number to those people. And I was like, man, it's, you know, it's, it's brilliant. It's perfect. It's, it's perfectly said. I agree with it hundred percent. Um, but, um, as far as, as far as, uh, automations go. So the question was, uh, what are other automations that's working right now? Yeah. Um, man. Um, so obviously, um, if you don't have all the way down to like the kindergarten level, uh, we've been totally rebranding all of our, uh, automated emails and a lot of our automated communications, uh, mm. especially for my podcast and such. Yeah. There's always better ways to do it. If the result, if we're not getting the engagement of those that we like, we're always trying new things. Um, but man, no, it's uh, the biggest thing right now is, um, quality content on your social because it runs 24 seven. Um, you know, the more engagement you get, the longer those posts live, you can rerun them. Uh, you can post them again, your top ones, Um, you can target audience, you can target audiences based on the performance organically of those things. Um, and, and, you know, the, man, the content out there is getting really good. You know, they're the quality, the production, the effects, the animations, it's, it's really getting good and it's impressive and it makes it easy to watch. If it's not pretty, it's hard to watch, you know? Um, but like, that's, there, it's such a dramatic impact that it's had just over like the last year with how many people are getting good through AI and everything else. AI is another big thing. Um, a lot of, some people are scared of it, especially if you're my age and above, Yeah. but like it, it man, it, it, it does so many, it can do so many good things for you. And as if you're using it as a supplement, rather than a replacement for something that you do great, I think it can only help you. So AI, social media, uh, real or high quality uh, content or social media, especially video. And then man, like, you know, all the automated emails and things you got going out, um, you know, how great are those systems working for you cosmetically? What do they look like? I feel like 2024 is gonna be a big year for uh, where, where the best production truly stands out and wins. Mm. You're not wrong. And I, I really like that list that you, I know I just put you on the spot there with those automations, but you crushed it. Um, you know, the email game is like, <laughs> the email game is, is it's like so underutilized. And even myself, I, I know like when I, I mean, and we get, you know, we're getting 35% open rates right now, which is, you know, I think pretty wow. good in terms of the standard, Yeah, you know, but it's like, then I look at my click-through rate. I'm like, okay, well, that needs to be higher. You know, it's not where I know it could be, you know? So it's like, obviously that tells me 
the headline's working, but the the copy isn't, right? So it's like we need to yeah. figure out stuff. So it's all about feedback, automating your business and and you know, also your personal life so that you know you are growing, evolving, using AI. I do think, you know, in terms of social media, like I will say, dude, your content is fuego. I know you your production team Thanks. puts a lot of effort into it. And mm. it shows. And I look at my stuff. I'm like, this ain't it. You know, so I, it's like stuff I need to do with my own team. We have, you know, it, it is people's attention is is the most valuable currency right now. Yes. And you need to capture it. What are you doing yes, with your social? everything. Yeah. What specifically to capture? Like, what do you what's your what's your content framework when you're putting out a piece? Are you doing you know, I know Hermosi talks about like hook, retain, reward. Do you have anything in your background when you're creating content that you're thinking, you know, in terms of yeah. framework? So the first thing is I, I, I refer to a, a for the reputation formula that we got from Brand Builders Group. Yep. And, um, you know, the, which is um, your what is it? Your your reputation equals your results times your reach. Right. Yeah. So basically how many people know how good you are at whatever it is that you do, you know, yep. we kind of start there. And then there's a, another formula that, um, I, I like, I love Frank Kern. If people aren't familiar with Frank yeah. Kern, oh, I, um, met him at, I, I feel like, yeah. Oh dude, he's good. You dude. met him. I haven't met him yeah. yet. I haven't met Trafficking him yet. conversion. He, he hangs around there. <laughs> oh man. At the, at that I, just, I feel like that guy's one of the godfathers of digital, of digital marketing, you know, he is. and, um, well, he, he has a formula he talks about, um, which is basically, he says, you know, your content. Um, so, and these, these go right along with the, the results we're getting. So we're seeing that before people buy, it takes an average of 22 to 24 um, uh, days of being touched 32 times. So you got to touch them on any platform 32 times over 22 to 24 days before they click to become a customer, click to buy or become a lead. Right. Wow. Which means now, so like the old, the older folks might say, you mean I got to email them 32 times? No, a Facebook post, an Instagram post, a YouTube clip, yeah. um, you know, a podcast appearance, a podcast episode, an email, um, yeah. you know, all those, all those things are, are touches. But Frank says, you know, in those ads, they're basically providing goodwill through those ads, some quality information yeah, with yeah. some filled, filled with soft offers and they do it a lot. So basically the formula is goodwill plus offers times frequency equals money. Mm. Say that again. And that's kind of where, we're, so goodwill plus offers times frequency equals money. And one of the easiest ways to do that, Carrie, is when you run your video, you run your video, you run your, your little ad or whatever it is, you know, at the end, you can maybe like, hey, if that interests you and it's something you like, uh, and you heard what you like, you know, come on down and see us and let's talk about it. That's a, that, you know, it's a, a soft little offer right there. Um, that's, that's not invasive, but if you do that enough times, when you, when you invite somebody over enough times, eventually I think they say yes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's gold. I mean, it, it's, it's something like you don't want to be spammy or, you know, snake oil salesy or any of that with your content. You, you need to realize your content is a tool to build trust. And yeah. that's really what you're talking about building trust through those touch points um it's it's mind-blowing to me even business owners who have no social presence whatsoever and they think that's an effective strategy this day and age you know it's like people first thing they do is google you you know like that's like oh, yeah. like they're gonna or they're gonna click on your instagram like that's i feel like 
that is just a, a go-to. It's like a, a buyer behavior now. I'm going to look at the Google reviews. I'm going to look at your Amazon reviews if you have an e-com platform, or I'm going to look at your Instagram or your social media presence. And they're going to make it an assumption based off of those factors. Now, unfortunately, some of it is just vanity metrics, right? And we know lots mm -hmm. of people who probably just buy followers and buy likes. And I feel like people can even tell nowadays. It's like, yeah, sure. that doesn't really look legit. Like, you know, but I do think the the quality content consistently put out, it drives revenue and it drives that 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 trust to ultimately create, um, you know, new customers for yeah. you specifically. What's your what's your ratio? I mean, are you putting in a soft pitch every piece of content? Are you doing, you know, Gary V's like jab, 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 hook or whatever? Like, you know, how, yeah. what's your ratio in terms of like? value delivered and obviously even when you make a soft pitch you're still delivering value but what's your what's your if you have a ratio to you know value to essentially pitch so what we did to start is because um i made so again i'm putting out this this content not for me for everybody else right but i made a bit I, we made some mistakes early where we were like you know we don't want to we don't want to be too upfront with the offers which that's a big mistake folks you don't get to sell you don't ask for okay if you want to do business yeah. you got to ask them facts all right so we started out with just footers you know little things that little graphics or animations that we put out just hey man subscribe for more subscribe for more that's on yep. every clip and then um one of the things that we're doing now is literally like at the end of the clip instead of that subscribe for more it's me what basically what the graphic or animation said, it's me actually saying it. So mm. we, we wanted to, we were testing some things out and we were also um, figuring out what works and, and we wanted to show an evolution. I do believe the evolution of growth that people can see is, is really important, you know, telling that it's in, in storytelling. But like, Carrie, I've had four people just in the last five days that I met with that I'd met for the first time. And all four of them said, I feel like I know you. Mm just from the content yep. just from the content and i feel yep. like that about other people that yeah. i keep up with and that i follow i feel like i feel like i know these people already yeah and i've never even shook their hand or met them face to face or even had a conversation with them that's how powerful this is people yeah. buy from people they trust you but you you earn trust through time through experience through relationships with those people right so yeah. social media gives you an opportunity if it's good if your content is good and folks like make no mistake about it that's your digital storefront so if your business like if, if your restaurant is five star and top notch but your con your uh, digital content you're putting out is not five star that's a direct conflict with your brand and it's going to hurt you yeah. right so whatever it is that you do if you're great at it your content needs to be great and if your content's better than you are at it it's only going to help you you know sage wisdom right there my man so true it really is and, you know, it is like, it is a burden at times. I'm not going to lie. Like creating content, like what's, you probably will admit it too. Like it is, it's work, you know, it's, oh, it yeah. is, you know, it's not like, oh, I just throw up something and it's going to build trust. No, it'll actually break trust if it's not quality, it's not thought through. And you might not ever get that click again or that person is engagement. Like, so you have to think through it. And, and it is that's the game these days. It's a little bit like the hamster wheel cycle, which is yeah. why you have to have affiliate offers that are running in the background, which is, you know, going full circle. Why you need to have 
scalable products and services that don't require your exact touch points. I mean, an online course, for example, you know, this is something that is a, is a tool that you can use the, your content to drive to, right? Yeah. Do you have any recommendations when it comes to driving to um, a product or service or an offering from your social content? Anything like any of the happy hustlers who are just starting out, they're like, I don't really know what to create if I'm creating my social media and I'm, and I'm driving to, to something, I, I'm just not sure. Would you have any, uh, you know, advice in that, in that arena? Yeah. So I really, I had those same questions myself and, and um, it was Brad who got me turned on to video um, really just through a, a, a challenge of my manhood, you know, <laughs> and, uh, but, but um, when it comes to like, so I just started shooting everything that we did and, and putting it out and your, your audience will tell you what works and what doesn't. You just let, you give a voice to your voices and you listen yeah. to them. You know what I'm saying? So we just paid attention to what worked and what didn't. And we still pay attention to that every single day. It's that there's trends and everything else. And rather than follow trends, I kind of like to set them, you know? Um, but um, the, again, it's for the starters, I, I would recommend like for, I think everybody should hire a great team like the, like the team here at the hit lab and there, and that's probably one of the most, best kept secrets, which is not a compliment, is that people can hire my team to, uh, if they're, they can come here and shoot in our, and rent our studios, uh, or that they can sit, upload the stuff, their stuff to uh, a drive and our team can go in and edit it and clip it and post it and everything else, right? So, and they do the same thing with, with podcasts. So yeah. that's probably one of the biggest things, but like before you hire it out, I do think you need to respect the work because it's not cheap. It's a lot of work. And if yeah. you don't understand what you're paying for, you don't respect it a lot. So True. like every, everything that the team does for me today, I did it on my own. I was my own cameraman. I was yeah. my own editor. Right? Yeah. I, was, I did all the posting and such. And the reason that I quit posting and doing those things is because it was taking up so much time out of the day. I realized that that was taking away from my customers and my business growth. Hmm. Yeah. And I will just, you know, shameless plug, like it is a beautiful studio and your team's legit AF. So I, I highly recommend, you know, people explore that if they are in the market to like level up their content game and really, you know, they want to outsource it. Where, where can people go to learn more? Um, so hit the, uh, you can see a lot of the hit labs work on, on like their Instagram hit lab studio, um, is the, is the website we do. The hit lab has a little mastermind too, that, uh, that I host, I bring special guests in once a month. Oh, cool. Um, you can register for the one in December at hitlab.studio and, uh, it's a free little mastermind we got, but the seating's very limited. We do that on purpose, but that's where yeah. we, you know, it's a place to serve our clients. It's a place for our clients to network and, and become affiliate partners. And it's also a place to bring new, new possible prospects that maybe we want to work with, um, uh, moving forward. But, um, so yeah, so, and remind me, I was going off, I might've went off tangent there. What was the no, question you're again? <laughs> no, you, you answered it. Where can people go to learn more about the hit lab, yeah. man? That's yeah. it. Oh, and they could also uh, just shoot me a DM if they want, if they're interested in, in a content package or anything else, folks, Christmas is uh, where, where we're shooting today. Christmas is right around the corner. There's new years, there's Valentine's days, all the holidays. You need to market to those things, right? Yeah. People pay attention to those things. Those are, uh, those are slam dunks in content creation. So yep. um, you can just DM me on any of my digital platforms, Instagram or whatever. Um, just DM me the word content and I'll get you connected with the hit lab team. Love it. Yeah. And, and I mean, I guess the term would be, I don't even know if it's newsjacking with the holidays, but like, you know, th those are all reasons to put out content. And it's like, 
that is the timely stuff that draws attention and helps retain their attention throughout. So it's a great, you know, point within, you know, um, that, you know, that overall concept of content creation is be timely with it, you know, and, and be very specific with what you're talking about and, um, check out the hit lab guys, man, Nick, this has been phenomenal, brother. I just want to put you through some of our more traditional happy hustle questions and, uh, and really get into, you know, maybe uh, a little bit more knowledge uh, on Nick, the man in the rapid fire round. So first we'll talk about the happy hustle hacks. I know we talked about health, but um, I always like to ask, you know, what is a happy hustle hack that, that Nick does something uniquely Nick potentially that not too many people might do that is either a tip or tool or tactic in the health game. Um, so the biggest, um, the biggest thing that I do now that, that keeps me, um, in a place of optimization when it comes to health, uh, optimal health is, um, I'm a big intermittent faster. I eat once a day, Mm. Mm. I eat in the afternoon. That's it. The rest is, um, supplements, vitamins, nootropics, um, you know, coffee in the morning, which I love. I, that's one of my favorite times of the day, but yep. it's, uh, you know, for, for me, I figured out everybody's different. Everybody's body's hundred percent unique for me. Um, the more I was putting in the, the, the worse I performed, the slower I was, the more clouded my mind was, you know, I, I just, I only need to eat once a day. That's it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm in the same boat. Typically I'm twice a day eating and, you know, I've decreased my feeding window to about eight hours, just, you know, lunch and dinner. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of benefits to it. So that's a great recommendation. We talked about money a little bit, but I would like to ask, you know, is there a happy hustle hack when it comes to money? Maybe something that you do that's a little unique to save, invest, or spend wisely that you could uh, deem a happy hustle hack. Um, start with the uh, Robert Kiyosaki book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. There's some, that's a great place, a foundation to start and build up for, from. And again, everybody's um, finance, what they, their lifestyle, all the way down to where they live. It's all different and unique. Certain places it's really expensive to live in certain places or not. Um, at the end of the day, money is devaluing literally like as we're sitting here, it's, it's, it's getting less and less valuable. So, um, you know, liquid wise, we carry less, we're, we, we carry less liquid on a daily basis than we ever have because mm-hmm. it's, it's not growing. It's just sitting there. So every, we keep most of our, most of our stuff tied up in assets on purpose because those assets are, are going. And again, you can, but you can get a bunch of tax credits uh, and deductions based on the evaluation of things like real estate and everything else. So just, you know, if you're saving money, you might want to rethink that. You know what I mean? Say, if you're going to save it, save it by putting it in assets. Yeah. Yeah. Again, great, great wisdom there. Any specific, just one more beat on that. Any specific assets that you're really um, appreciating right now? Um, you know, the, the, probably one of the most underutilized things is that you can pull money out on is, is, um, number one would be there, um, a HELOC on your equity of your home or just a life insurance policy. If you, if you structure your life insurance policy, right. Most people that we come across don't know that you can even do that. They'll have a life insurance policy. That's got all this cash value and they're not taking advantage of some opportunities because they're like, we don't have the cash. And I'm like, but you do have the cash, you know? So it's just understanding, um, again, money is an asset you know, yeah. and, but, but an asset's only something if you know how to use it, you know what I mean? So yeah, just, just sure. understanding that, understanding that. So every, everybody's a little bit different. 
And, um, but the, in the world that like my parents grew up in, and even that I grew up in, it was go to school, go to college, get a job, get a 401k and retire after a certain amount of years. And, um, when I got out of school, there wasn't enough jobs. Yeah. Yeah. No, times have changed and inflation's real and your money just sitting in a bank account is devaluing every single day. So you need to Absolutely. put it in cash flowing assets and assets that appreciate. I have a cash value life, life insurance policy. I know my buddy Garrett Gunderson's got 28 of them. <laughs> so yeah. he's like, he's like a big fan mm. of them. And you know, it's an important Man, thing. The, uh, again, if you want to, if you want to, um, like one of the fastest way to fast track your success is to study the greats who've done it before you yeah. again, what are all the people that have the money? Where, what do they do with it? Where do they invest it? Where do they spend it? Like, I used to think, well, they're them and I'm me and and I'm just, and I'm different and they do theirs their way because dude, we're all the same, yeah. right? So if, it, if it's working for them, understand why it's working for them and how can you apply that to yourself? Yeah, exactly. That's awesome words, man. Let's talk about spirituality. You know, I believe in a higher power. I think it's important as a part of a, being a happy hustler and, uh, you know, just really being um, holistically happy. You need to have faith in higher power. I'm just curious, do you have, you know, a way that you tap into a higher power, anything specific, maybe that's a little unique to uh, connect that we could deem a happy hustle hack in this arena? Life's life's hard. All right. Life hits hard. You got to be able to take really tough punches and you got to be resilient and get up and keep on taking them and keep moving forward. So for me, um, faith is a huge part of our journey. As a matter of fact, um, I've, my confidence comes from my faith. Right. So the more I feed my faith, the more I'm feeding everything else, the more I'm feeding my service to others. So and I, and I look at like my wife and I, um, it's tough during my son's baseball season from time to time. But even then, we still have our our Sabbath. But, uh, you know, for me, church is just a time every Sunday I'm going there to literally refill the tank because I'm mm. going to burn every ounce of fuel in that tank the next week. You know yeah. what I mean? I got it's again, it's hard and I'm going out there to win um, every day. It's it's I'm chasing, uh, chasing things. Well, I, I don't I think if you chase things, they run from you every day. I'm seeking things yeah. that uh, seeking growth and things that I've never done before. And that takes a lot of uh, a lot of confidence and confidence is basically what you believe. And you only change your beliefs by getting new information. So mm -hmm. reading a lot, I get a lot again, going there and getting fed um, what I believe in. Uh, for our faith, to feed our faith and taking whatever the pastor's saying and, and really figuring out like, you know, how do I make it where he's speaking directly to me? And how do I take what he said and apply it right now to what's coming up in life? Because that's why I went there. I feel like God's speaking to me in that moment. Yeah. Ooh, some gold right there. If you chase things, they might run from you. That's interesting. I like that. You know, you Simple said that. He said, if you're chasing <laughs> money, you're never going to find it. It's always running from you. Right. So you want to attract it. You want to attract it. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Good old pit bull. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about, well, honestly, I do. I don't usually ask about happy hustle hacks for your family, but I, I want to, for you just and specifically your relationship with your wife, anything you do with your wife to just really foster that love that we could deem a happy hustle hack here. Um, yeah, we are very clear. We communicate about what our relationship means to us. And it's very important that we're going in the same direction, direction to the same destination together. Mm. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's a relationship and all relationships require work and we work extremely hard at ours. And my wife is an amazing person. And, um, I still don't know to this day 
why I was, I'm so lucky that she chose me. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, I, I still, you know, confidence is a big thing and anywhere else I go, I feel like I should be there. I feel like I deserve to be there. I feel like I've earned it. But when I walk in my own house, I don't, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. <laughs> I love that. And, uh, and man, like she's freaking awesome. And I'm more attracted to her uh, spiritually, physically, all those things um, than I ever have been. And that's only growing. So um, again, we go through tough times, but it's about, it's making time to make, to, uh, it's creating, it's, it's uh, creating time to make time. Basically, like we sit down, we're very intentional. Like, are we getting enough time with our, our kids as a, as a unit? Are we, are her and I getting enough personal time together on those things? Like, you know, I don't have shows that I watch at night. I, I enjoy her shows if we're watching television at the end of the night or something like that, you know? So it's just about, it's, it's, I would say it's a lot of compromise, but compromise seems like you're giving a lot, which everybody needs to give, but I'm getting so much more than we ever mm. give. So again, mo people just grow apart. Yeah. Well, how do you, how do you, you know, you can also grow together. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's, um, that's beautiful to hear. And, you know, and I know a lot of people out there, like this is a pain point, especially for entrepreneurs. You and I both know a bunch of people who have a lot of money, but their wife doesn't love them or their husband doesn't love them or like them. Maybe they love them, but they don't like them. And then their kids don't know them, you know, and it's sad. So I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that you, you know, explained it how you did. And hopefully people can, you know, emulate that. Man, this has been phenomenal. Let's put you through the rapid fire round. Then we're going to wrap this bad boy up. So this is just where I ask you random things and you answer honestly. First thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? You got it. I'm ready. All right, let's go. Favorite food? Favorite food. Oh, man. Um, steak. Favorite movie? Favorite movie. Ooh, that's a, that's a, a good one. Favorite movie. I'm going to go with Back to the Future. Favorite book? Favorite book. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. What's your spirit animal? Spirit animal. I'm going to borrow Brad's, a rhinoceros. <laughs> they're, they're unstoppable. Nice. Best business advice. Best business advice is um, if you have to see it to believe it, you'll never get it. You have to believe it to see it, right? So um, business is an offensive sport. Be on the offense. Mm. Three things you're most grateful for. Um, waking up today, um, my family and the, and all of the, um, the opportunities that God continues to put in front of me, um, because he knows I, I'm, I'm most grateful that God trusts me to handle the tough things in life. Mm, love that. And if you had a billboard for the world to see with your last piece of content on it, what's that board read? Um, exactly what's behind me on this thing, breaking down the play, playbook of others, um, of, of top performers so that you can get to that next level too. Mm. Crush that rapid fire round, Nick. And brother, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you, man, for sharing your love, your light, your wisdom, uh, your unapologetic self, your, your, your actual ability to break down, you know, complex, you know, things truly like went from merchant processing to social media to building trust to your family and and the relationship with your wife i, I appreciate how you break down you know these complex topics and and uh, assimilate them into knowledge that we can uh, uh, retain and acquire so thank you um oh, and just appreciate your friendship man just looking forward to collabing with you more and more so thank you bro no, no doubt the, the last thing i would leave everybody with carrie is you know um 
when, especially when it comes to advertising your business, social media or anything else, like everybody, like everything that we do is already being done. Like, you know, the biggest companies advertise on television, they advertise on radio, they advertise in print and on billboards and everything else. Nothing we're doing is new, but most people are not aware that like, just start with the businesses that you frequent the most. Why do you frequent those? And then how do you become that for others with your own business? You know, so it's yeah. just taking your own personal experiences as to why you do things and love things and so on and so forth and applying those to your own business for others. So like, again, mm. it's not, but, but, and every, everybody that's great has has solid process or framework, right? So, and that's the happy hustle. Like we went through that on my podcast, bro, your framework is freaking top notch. That's the sign of a winner. If you want to know what a winning, like if you don't have process and framework from start to finish, that's clearly defined and detailed, it's going to be a tough journey. So, yeah. you know, break it down those steps. How, again, Carrie, how many people would finish school if they didn't know what grade they were in? They're going 13 years. <laughs> Yeah. You've been there seven and you're like, dude, I don't know if I'm ever getting out of here. You <laughs> yeah. know how many people would quit. Yeah. So true. just understanding where you're at in your journey. Your process is fantastic. Your framework. I just, I love it. The calendar's literally in the next room right over here that you left here and uh, on the, on the, uh, on the fridge in there. I love it. Oh man. Well, thank you, bro. I, pre I appreciate that. I received that. And yeah, check out the, the hit street guys. Where, where else can people go to learn more about you? Give them some links online. Um, so nickheider.com has uh, ac access to everything, but, um, you know, all of my social media is, is my name at Nick Heider. And, um, and then obviously HitLab is, um, you know, you can, for the mastermind, it's hitlab.studio, um, hitlabstudio.com for the HitLab's website. Um, everything else, whether it be insurance or merchant processing um, or anything else is all on nickheider.com. You can find it right there. Perfect. Check it out, guys. And Nick, brother, final question, man. What does happy hustling mean to you? Um, it's doing, it's clearly defining what you do and why you do it, right? Because then you're going to get to hang out with the people that you're supposed to be with. And that's, it's all about the relationships. Baseball for me was all about the teammate. Business is all about the, the relationship or the partner, right? So it's these things right here. That's the happy hustle for me. It's this exact podcast right now. Mm, love that. Mic drop, y'all. Nick Heider. Thank you all for watching and listening. We are out. Peace and love, everyone. Real quick, guys, I got to share with you a little secret, and that is optimal sleep. If you are not sleeping optimally, you are not going to be able to happy hustle a life that you love. You can listen to podcasts. You can read books. You can, you know, do your best to go to the gym and eat healthy. But if you're not sleeping well, you're not going to be a happy hustler. That's just the damn truth. But fortunately for you, I have a little secret weapon, and that is magnesium breakthrough. These are seven different forms of magnesium all in one little capsule. And then you can actually optimize your sleep because it legit reduces the cortisol levels and helps with deep relaxation so that you are sleeping optimally. And the best part is they actually stand behind their products at Buy Optimizers. You get a 365-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't like it for whatever reason, send it back. Check it out at magbreakthrough.com, and you can get up to 33% off today. Again, that's magbreakthrough.com forward slash happy. Real quick, y'all, I want to share with you something that is making a very positive impact on my physical health. 
as well as my mental health, but more so my physical health. Because I really believe that you have to detox your body. You have to sweat those toxins out regularly in order to be optimized, in order to actually happy hustle your blissful balance and your dream reality. And one of the ways that I actually detox my body is from my therapist. Therasage infrared portable and affordable 360 plus sauna. This thing is my go to. I love it because it's actually affordable and it is portable. And it actually is made by a family owned company that stands behind their products. And the best part is you actually get the hookup for watching and listening to the Happiest Podcast. You can just go to therasage.com. And you could just type in code HAPPY and it will actually save you over 10% on everything store-wide, but specifically the sauna. And the good thing about the sauna is it actually burns calories. So you just sit on your bum, you can burn calories, you can decrease the inflammation in your body, which a lot of dis-ease stems from, and you can increase the blood flow circulation, which I'll just tell you there's a ton more benefits, but those three in and of itself are worth your while. So you guys check it out, Therasage, that's T-H-E-R-A-S-A-G-E.com, and then use code HAPPY to save yourself some money. And they got a bunch of holistic healing products on their site, but I'm just referencing this Thera 360 Plus sauna. I have the black one, love it. And uh, the cool thing is also you actually... You know, you have hand holes where you can stick your hands in. So you could be working on your laptop or reading and your head protrudes. So your brain doesn't swell. A lot of like other saunas that, you know, the dry saunas, like at the gym, potentially, um, if you have one in your gym, you know, it's like a hot rocks. Those actually swell your brain over time and have detrimental effects. And given my current brain injury from the CO poisoning, I'm really glad my head is actually protruding from the heat zone in this Therasage sauna. So that's another reason why I love it. You guys check it out again, therasage.com, and then use code HAPPY to save. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. I truly am so grateful that you took the time out of your busy day to spend time with me. Now, if you got any value from this episode or any episodes in the past, it would mean the world to me if you could please leave a five-star review and share this episode with your friends so we can continue to spread this message. Guys, as always, it's been a blast. Now go out there and happy hustle for your dream reality. Yeah.